Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. What's up, friends? I'm here with my friend, EJ. Yo, 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 yo. I'm here with my friend, Matt. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just dads reading books. And I got to tell you, folks, I'm very excited today. So we we finished. We finished like a big, massive arc. And we were like, oh, let's take it easy. Let's have no arc for a while. You know what we haven't done in a long time? We haven't (laughs) checked out one of those Avatar books. Let's read an Avatar book. And instantly, I'm like, all right, I know what the next arc is. Uh, the next mm-hmm. arc is Anything and Everything by FCE because once again, I was completely hooked by uh, one of FC, FCE's Avatar books. They are incredible. I dare I say now, EJ, and I wonder if you're mm-hmm. willing to back me up on this. Okay. These books are better than both shows. Dude, I said that to somebody. Yeah. I said that to somebody and it wasn't you. Man. That's crazy because I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I was going to say that these books... But I, I probably have this, that text message. Somewhere. This is the just, new Avatar. Like this is where yeah, this Avatar is. is at. Yeah, this is like this is like every dream that I've ever had <laughs> for this universe. I mean, it really is. It really, right? yeah. It's like, no, no kidding. Yeah, you just like you sit whenever the show, like when you're done watching the show, you just can't help but want more. Yeah, and then like. I, I don't know how FCE got the blessing yeah. of of the writers of this show to right. do these books. I mean, but they were correct. I mean, right. Like, right. Michael Dante DiMartino was right to be like, yep, <laughs> this, this is, is the guy. guy. Yeah, absolutely. This is the guy. Yeah, there's two books uh, that he's also done that basically now uh, th- there's a we're lucky that just recently the second Yang Chen book came out. So mm-hmm. the whole idea is we've done this one. We might as well dive into the next one, especially because this one ends on a cliffhanger for the next book. Whereas the first, the Kyoshi books were like, they're related, but the first one didn't, you know, the first one was in theory written as like, a, we don't know if they'll do more. And then it was good. And so they did more. This one is like, we wrote this book and there's a sequel like in the hopper ready to go. Yep. Uh, but before that, FCE wrote the Genie Low series, the uh, the mm-hmm. Iron Will of Genie Low, and the Epic Crush of Genie Low. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I I now don't even care what those books are about. I've never read what they're about. I'm going to read them uh, because obviously those are the books why FCE got hired onto this job, and he's been crushing it ever since. Uh, the the big thing to me is the Avatar like world has been growing up with its fan base the whole time basically so like avatar as a show it's pretty kiddie i mean it's like it's it's mostly jokes it's mostly a 20 minute fun romp with like really good stuff kind of like snuck in there like the writers are like you know what we're actually really good and we're gonna like give you something really good to grasp onto as you mm-hmm. get through it. But I mean, you watch that first season and I don't know, I, I, my first time watching it was uh, when, when Molly was born and it was, I've said this a thousand times, but it was my, while I'm feeding her at 2am show, I would, mm-hmm. I would do an episode every night. Uh, and that's how I got through all of avatar. And it's yeah. like, just like light fun. And then you get to Cora and you can tell the showrunners are like, we, we really like this to be, taken grittier. seriously grittier yeah, yeah it's about more like input like the first season of Korra 
conceptually Mm -hmm. is one of the best things ever where there's like this non-bender uprising happening and it's like we're really starting to consider the world now we 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 developed this world in avatar but now we're already diving into like but what are the repercussions of a world that exists like this and Korra feels like it's almost entirely about that like just like Mm -hmm. reckoning with the world and it feels like the baton has been passed to fce of like crank that up even more these books mm-hmm. are basically Game of Thrones in yep. the Avatar universe. Yeah, yeah. So FCE basically takes up the mantle and says, okay, but instead of writing future avatars, mm-hmm. I'm going to take what you've already established and I'm going to create these stories based on things that are already in universe. Right, yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but FCE has somehow found a way to tell two completely unique stories. Like it's so funny because you feel like none of these stories are very formulaic. I mean, none of the avatar stories are formulaic at all. Right. Like, yeah. Like Yang Chen's story is wildly different than Kiyoshi's is wildly different than Roku's is wildly different than Aang's and, and, uh, and Korra's. So it's, so it's very fun. Like it's yeah. very, it makes them they makes them fresh every right. time you open one up. Like there's not a single time I open up the Donna Yangchen or or the or uh, Ki, the Legend of Kiyoshi or Rise of Kiyoshi and and think, oh, you know, this is just the same old like right. uh, you know they always get their start the same way. Yeah, yeah. And it's just not true. Like um, I I love how like even in Korra like where Korra is just like six years old and is like i'm a badass yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) right so so there's there's a lot of uh there's anyways all this is to say is that yang chen kind of starts off with like yang chen is meant to be the avatar right Mm -hmm. away and yang chen has these like crazy nightmares essentially Mm -hmm. that are just like her conversing with her past life she's like the most in touch with past avatars it's kind of like the whole her whole deal is like she is like the chosen one of the avatar state right. well, like it's, of the spirit world. It's such an interesting like thing to finally get which is to say in all avatar universe writings we've never had an airbender with airbenders existing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like all right. of Avatar is Aang being the last remaining airbender. That's the, right. whole, the whole title story. of the show. <laughs> uh, and then Korra, it's, you know, Ava- uh, Aang's son is trying to start things up. And like, there's this sudden awakening of more airbenders coming back, but it's still this, like, what was this culture? And obviously in Kyoshi, like the airbenders existed, but it was hardly the focus. Like those books were about right. fire nation earth, and earth nation and earth stuff. And this one is obviously like fire nation and earth nation are basically the, the nations that run the world. Right. So they're always the focus. And, and the water nation is always this, like, you know, you've got the North and South pole business and they're, they're all around, but we've continued to just have like, and then I don't know, there's those nomads out there. They're pretty weird, huh? And like, in yeah. part, this book is about an air nomad grappling with uh, the sort of forced abandonment of the air nomadic lifestyle because mm-hmm. they have to be the avatar. Like there are just things yeah. that you can't do, <laughs> be- right? And and like you, the, uh, customs you can't hold as an air nomad right. because you got to do all this other stuff. The world expects more of you. And my my favorite aspect was how much the Kyoshi books set up 
such a good story in this one. The Kyoshi books, you know, you get a lot of Kyoshi. Right. You get a lot of Kyoshi thinking about Avatar Kurok, who was kind of a screw up. A lot of things went wrong with Kurok. And you have this sort of like fading memory of Yang Chen as this absolute goddess legend like the perfect yeah. avatar and so you well, go into this book and it's like i don't know that they 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 tease at the end of the second book right that there's like right. there's a, a darker side of yang chen right but it's not mm -hmm. till like literally the last chapter they're like the eh, last page, it wasn't that great <laughs> yeah. uh and then this book is that that sales pitch of like this person who was in theory you know 200 years later is an absolute legend of what it means to be an avatar now we're going to get inside her head and like peel back the veil or whatever. And and I just love how it how it sort of courses out over the through this book. The first thing you learn is like, yeah, she's like she's really she's in control of things. This is not an origin story, right? This is Kyoshi. Right. We figure out how Kyoshi became the avatar. Yang Chen, we just start and she's already like doing a killer job at everything. Yeah, she's crushing it. Yeah, uh, people like her. Like yeah. she's generally well regarded. Exactly. She's well respected she's like 17 probably. yeah yeah and you and you the big thing you learn is well it's because she's like a master spy actually and she's been doing yeah. really shady stuff in That's the background and she it's not the reason she's so successful is because she finds the right people to do the right jobs for her and uh yeah, yeah. you get that crusader kings three kind of spy yeah. stuff in it and it's it's really mm -hmm. good and the main way we we start to learn the story is a character we haven't introduced yet uh but kavik uh kavik, kavik is yeah. a waterbender from mm -hmm. the city called bin ur and he's got like some sort of kind of sketchy family that like is mostly held mysterious throughout it. But Kavik like is sort of a thief. He's a runner of sorts. He just he gets stuff places and his job is to right. steal something. And as he's stealing, he finds out he's stealing from the Avatar. And that's our introduction to uh, a very, very, very cool character in Kavik. Yeah, I like Kavik a lot because he is so similar to our main character, actually. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, to Yang Chen. I would even say Kavik is probably the main character of this mm -hmm. book. Uh, but, but yeah, Yang Chen has kind of got this, like, has this kind of uh, sneaky streak, right? Yeah. And that's basically all Kavik knows because right. Kavik is like this uh, informant yeah. is kind of his job. His job is to kind of go behind the scenes for these these very powerful people uh he likes it because it's like cut and dry it's mm -hmm. like okay i i do this for you know my client but my client doesn't tell me who the actual client mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. it like it's you know it just keeps everything separate it keeps it clean and then in steps yang shen and she kind of forces him into <laughs> this new life of well now you're my companion yeah right? like she just inherently trusts him in a weird way. Like mm -hmm. she, she never really says she trusts him. She just inherently feels like, um, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like she feels drawn by him, you know? Yeah. She feels it, it's an interesting aspect of it because it is, it is the part of the book that maybe even feels a little bit forced. I would say they're just sort mm -hmm. of like, we got to get these characters together. And so, you know what? Yang Chen just kind of trusts him. The way they sort of justify it is, and you could assume Yang Chen does this to a lot of people, but like she almost gets stolen from this kid. She's surprised that he's able to break in. She tails him for a while and f learns a little bit about his life. And through mm -hmm. that, she's like, you know what? This kid's got kind of a good thing going. He seems actually like a like an honest kid. And I think I can trust him. And um, yeah, I don't know. You get a lot of the book of Kavik actually 
resenting Yang Chen. Uh, and, and even that at times for me felt maybe forced because there's it's like so many chapters of her only doing right by him and then him at the end of the chapter being like, well, he's going to get out of this as soon as he can. And it's like, well, are you though? Like, obviously we know you're not right. really, but we know enough too about kind of this dark family history, something that happened with his brother that mm -hmm. uh, that that we are allowed to imply that just sort of something or infer that something is keeping him distant from people in general, right? So he doesn't want to stay attached to Yang Chen because he's lost his brother. He's felt betrayed before, so he he, he doesn't dive all the way in. But right. the book develops really interestingly because, you know, okay, now we've had the curtain peeled back. Yang Chen's a sneaky spy master. Mm -hmm. But then we get a couple instances where, like, she kind of royally screws up <laughs> like she really yep. messes up the plan yep. and it's all her fault basically and she has to like reckon with that and and you really start to get and and a lot of the reasons for why she messes up are the sort of conflicts of her trying to get the job done while also she has an air nomadic history she she's trying to do yep. right by her culture she's trying to be a pacifist and, right while also being the avatar yeah and uh, if you and also being a crime show, lord basically right? <laughs> yeah being a godfather is what she is like she's a godmother to like she she goes around and makes people offers they can't refuse yeah but then, like, she kind of oversteps her bounds a lot which right. is what you're talking about yes. right she gets in too deep is is right. really the biggest like fault in her stars uh mm -hmm. is is the fact that she just doesn't she doesn't have the 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 wisdom yet, right? Yeah. Even though she, it's so funny because she's noted as one of the wisest people, even right. at a young age, because of her ability to tap into past lives, mm -hmm. um, and therefore it it like gets in her own way a lot, mm -hmm. uh, where she ends up like making decisions that actually end up endangering more people than right. she may have uh, intended. Uh, or definitely intended so well and uh, and they really tap into something weird with that it's i, I forgot mm -hmm. about this until you just brought it up but like yep the stuff where she sometimes involuntarily does things because she's tapping into sort of like yep they, they make references yeah, basically yeah she gets possessed by <laughs> yeah. past avatars yep. and they the one thing that this book is doing less of than all the other stories is like directly incorporating the old avatars cora they they find a way around that, right? Like in the second season, right. they're like, you don't get to talk to anybody. We don't want to like right. the Aang issue is too weird to deal with. So we're just not going right. to. And you can tell in this book that there's like this tendency in the writers of like, well, we should only talk about every other because, you know, every avatar has the closest relationship with their previous avatar. That's like their shepherd in the spiritual realm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you get that a lot in Kyoshi, right? And you get that a lot right. in Avatar, Avatar and Roku or uh, Aang and Roku and Kyoshi. Mm -hmm and Kurik have like a have a close relationship you don't really get that with yang chen you get yang chen referencing a lot of just like previous avatars sort of becoming a part of her personality and like one of the biggest drawbacks she suffers in this book is because she literally like becomes possessed from this thing and just like right. like almost passes out or whatever and and fails to save some people yeah uh, yeah, Avatar Seto is the one she's trying to live up to, is, yeah. is her predecessor. And he's like a firebender. Um, he seems like he was really cool. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny. 
because I think the same thing that happens to Yang Chen happened, or Seto is to Yang Chen as Yang Chen is to Kurik. Yeah. Which is that Kiyoshi views Yang Chen as like this like incredible avatar. Right. I don't think necessarily because Yang Chen was really all that great. Right. Necessarily, but because Kurik viewing her her through Kurik's yeah like kind of the lens she's one of Kirk. step removed right which means she's like, only legends she was so much better yeah. than Kurik that it's like she must have been incredible right. right but really it was just it's like one of those things like you know like when an elder in your family tells you about how times were better a long time uh-huh. ago exactly it's kind of like that person is just around to say yeah I lived through both Yangchen and Kurik and mm-hmm. Yangchen was awesome Yangchen did this <laughs> and that and it's like Kurik sucked you know yeah, it's like yeah. Obviously, obviously the one who is bad makes the other one look better. And, mm. and I think this is a more honest telling, which is hilarious because it's the same author. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a more honest telling of who Yang Chen is, which is not a perfect person. Right. Um, she's very much, uh, she's very swayed even, yeah. I would say. She's not super principled like even Kiyoshi is. Like Kiyoshi kind of has these principles to live by like yeah. you know when she joins her like troop uh they have like those those weird principles right. they live by right. and she kind of like the takes honor among up. thieves kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah right so she even has those principles whereas yang chen's not really about that like she has like her she tries to be the pacifist that you know her air bending you know she always wanted to be an air nomad yeah which is kind of where all that comes from is the fact that she wants to to live that life mm-hmm. but she can't right so she she doesn't have to worry about really any restraints in terms of like loyalty to anything except right. for herself. Yeah. And so a lot of it turns into her like trying to get people to do errands for her and yeah. trying to get people to spy for her. And like a, there's a lot of like double crossing in this book, mm-hmm. uh, especially with our main character really is Kavik. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and what he does, you know, throughout this yeah. book and, and, and a oh pivotal gosh. moment in this book <laughs> that happens to him. You yeah. Know? I don't even know if I want to ruin it for people. Yeah. But. I let, let's maybe, I think people need to just read all these books, but to, to True. talk about like the content of this book, you mentioned the double crossing and it, it, it absolutely should be noted that like, when I said, these are the game of Thrones of avatar, oh, this is I'm not kidding. And, like, we we talked about, like, oh, man, there's a lot of death and shadows of Kiyoshi. FCE keeps going harder and harder with every book. He's like, no, I'm not. Th- these aren't people. children's <laughs> books to me. This isn't a children's book world to me. This right. is a universe that has, like, very real consequences. And there is yeah. there's not just a lot of death in this book. There's a lot of that's my best friend. And I just watched them die or whatever. Like, and that happens like multiple times of like someone very close to a character. Yep. We have to witness their death and they are like because of Kavik or Yang Chen's actions and everything. So it's like th- there's some genuinely kind of harrowing stuff in this book that feels significantly more adult. I, I would put this in that kind of older young adult age range uh, you know d- depending on your views of violence and or death uh, basically right <laughs> fce makes it difficult for us to cover his books on these shows yeah because they are very adult i mean yeah. even the writing is yeah. like i mean I, we haven't even really talked about just the style but the style oh, itself is i would it's say unreal. difficult 
Like, yeah, it's unreal what he does sometimes. I mean, there's stuff where you could always probably just follow it okay, but to like truly right. fall in love with it is is because he hits on a whole other level of it's, like symbology, the, the symbolism of mm-hmm. things. I always say symbology. I'm like desperate for symbology to be a word. Symbology, Why is that my let's problem? go. But no, I, 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 you sent, we, we just send each other quotes back and forth when we're reading yeah. these books of like, oh my God, he did it again. He hit me with like yeah. a crazy good one or whatever. And right. yeah, I, I just, I'm obsessed with his ability to make the, uh, here's what's so good about it. He's translating the Avatar universe to the novel format, right? Right. And he's leaning in. He's not trying to make a comic book, but it happens to be text, right? He's not trying to make an animated show. So, like, when he's doing action sequences, he kind of burns through them relatively quickly. Because, like, action's not especially great in uh, in novels, at least in my opinion. But what, what you can do amazingly is work in, like crazy hidden subtexts so like every little sentence you're meaning and like when a character from you know a fire nation says something the words you can put specifically in their mouth can have this like extra meaning about the entirety of their culture and and it's just like it's it's amazing really the the one you sent me is not not necessarily in that way but you sent me one of his quotes was Advice is like fanning the sky and taking responsibility for the weather. That's so good. That is so it's good. <laughs> the best thing, yeah, like the best thing that he does is is utilizing the language of the universe yes. to tell the story, right? right? He seems like a narrator from this universe, and mm-hmm. that is what sells you on the, these books. Yep. It's like you feel immersed because it doesn't feel so far removed. Like, I don't know if anybody else could write like this, I know. honestly. Yeah. Like, that's that's what's so incredible, because it's not even his original work, right. like, in terms of of the of the, the world. He's right? made it mean so much to him. You know what? Right. Like, you can tell he has just embedded all of this in him. Like, it's so easy for just, like, an IP to hire a writer to do something. And yeah. they, like, do, a, you know, they do their research. I'm not yeah, going to knock any writers. Sometimes. They do their research. They get the stuff out there. But FCE is, like, taking it upon himself to make mm-hmm. this universe his. And yeah. that, that confidence is just, like, so amazing and exciting to read and like gets me jazzed to crack open these rpg (laughs) books i wonder if he was any part of the rpgs i don't think he was but boy i wish there's a bunch of there's a bunch of lore stuff in it like history stuff in the books and it's like man at this point you could hand the whole thing to FCE and I would be happy. <laughs> I think I think Michael Dante DiMartino would be happy. Like, you know, <laughs> right? I think the, yeah, people who created the, the the universe in the first place would be are just like they have to be ecstatic. I know yeah. there was a foreword. I think it was in the first book from Michael Dante yeah. DiMartino that was just about like how well these books are written, essentially. Right. Right. And it's just like. You know, it's like his blessing, obviously, but it's also just like you don't really understand until you read them. Like you don't really grasp how good they are. Like they are so good. Like you said, they're better than the show, man. Like that's hard for me to say because the shows are good. Like shows are good. But the thing about the shows is they're always they're always kicking the can around a little bit too, right? Like Just they're always beholden much, yeah. to the TV format. They're always mm-hmm. beholden to whatever Nickelodeon is demanding of them. They're beholden to like, there's the stuff in Korra, you know, where like they really wanted Korra 
to uh, <laughs> fall in love with not the character the show ended up letting her fall in love with, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then in the comics, it's not until you get the like the, the comics after the events of Korra where they're like, hey, she loves women, okay? And I don't know why Nickelodeon wouldn't let us just do that, but like that's that's who Korra is. And <laughs> right. you feel you feel Nickelodeon holding both of the shows back in that way once you've read this kind of stuff where it's like, oh, this is where this world could go if there was nobody lording over it. Like, obviously, Nickelodeon doesn't really care about the content of these books because of I'm reading them and I'm telling you there's stuff that Nickelodeon probably would not be signing off on if they'd paid closer attention. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no not in these books. No, no. It, these could never be adapted into a Nickelodeon show. Right. At least not in their current state. You yeah. could do a different you know, you could do a different story yeah. about their lives or whatever and, and make it uh, in the Nickelodeon style. I mm -hmm. mean, there are some things that I appreciate about the show. I actually do. I'm one, I, maybe not one of the few. I think a lot of the stronger episodes are those meandering episodes. Oh, totally. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, you know, there's some meandering episodes in there that are some of the best in the entire world. So Tales of Boston, say, is like right. maybe the best example it's of it of a non-plot driven right. yeah. <laughs> episode that is one of the best in the series. I do miss the episodic nature where right. it's like, hey, let's actually just live in the world. That's definitely, that's mm -hmm. a good point because I, I hadn't considered that. And right. these books are so plot focused. They have to be. They're, they're, they're not, yeah, they they're, they're it's short. A great plot. They're, right. you know, if, if we got to make an actually like expanse or Game of Thrones sized novel where it's like, mm -hmm a thousand pages you know then right. i bet fce could do it like and just have chapters where it's like this is our beach episode man we're just, just like we're out. in yeah. the world and we're letting everything breathe but these are these are quick stories which means we are burning through the plot and um yeah that that is something to be kind of missed from from what the series can offer um you don't get downtime basically right yes yes and 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 the universe kind of needs that mm -hmm. at times. Now, obviously, these are such... They're just small excerpts of these people's lives, right? right? This, These are so less in-depth, right? Because it's really, it's like one story. And even though it feels great to be in the universe, it's like there really isn't like a ton that happens yeah. from start to finish, right? right. It's like right. this is all one plot line and then it's over. And it's the same with the Kiyoshi books. Yeah. It's all one plot line. And then this story is over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do miss, um, you know, maybe like a graphic novel sort of way yeah. of approaching this. Uh, but um, with all of that said, these are still, I mean, in a different medium, you know. Yeah. They belong is the best way to put it. They just belong. I think that's something else we got to hit up, too. I want to read, like I said, I want to read the epic or the, you know, the the, the other FCE books. Um, mm -hmm. But I would also, I've long wanted to read the post-Cora choreographic novels it'd be cool to read the avatar comics too but i don't know why but those seem more just like whatever to me but in hearing you say that it's well, like those oh those about... might just be little adventures like just more kind of slice of life adventures uh mm -hmm. in ang's life so it could be a fun project to like really start diving into all of those comics uh because obviously they're you know they're very much in the the young adult category if anything our show is not doing enough graphic novels for as much as i keep True. talking to people right. i i spent this last week uh like meeting and hanging out with a bunch of people with like kids around the age of 10 
And all mm-hmm. of them basically said, like, yeah, I mean, my kid only reads graphic novels. That's it. They're, right. they're not reading books very much. Graphic novels are, like, what capture their attention. We're out of touch, Matt. We're out of touch. We are. We're these idiots that just want to read ding-dang <laughs> books, books in, in, our, in the prime read. of our life. And we're pretending <laughs> the kids might read them. We read something like right. Kira Kira, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A kid wants to read about labor disputes. And guess what? They're back again yeah. in Yangchen. <laughs> labor disputes are the talk of the town in the novelization form uh, for, for all young adults stuff and maybe that's why kids aren't actually tuning in i don't know i do want to i do want to read the book four books which is yes. the last airbender book four books because those are supposed to be about zuko finding his mom oh dang yeah, yeah. okay so yeah i I, I have a it's a it's a high likelihood we cover those. Let's do that. Show. I mean, like we yeah. said, we, we we didn't know what this like quote unquote season is gonna be. Well we'll have a lots of off topic stuff, but like let's finish FCE. Let's mm-hmm. then dive into some more avatar stuff. I've I've long wanted especially because for the RPG, I and, and I need to like just dig through the lore of the we're gonna we're gonna turn this into an avatar podcast is what's actually gonna happen there's gonna be like yes. a month where this is just an avatar show because i want to read the i want an excuse to read the the history stuff that's in these rpg books and i'm gonna pretend that it's young adult literature basically <laughs> and that'll be my excuse to to bring it in but yeah I, I the big thing is i have an idea for like a future uh mm-hmm. avatar rpg session i want to do but I want to justify it by figuring out the stuff that's already been written about, like the rest of Korra's arcs and stuff. Because there's a lot that happens, I think, in the world. I'm always really fascinated in this world by the actual international relationships, basically. Like, I think the relationship between the the nations themselves and how they change and develop over time. Like, I like the trade disputes. That's why this book hits so hard, right? This book mm-hmm. is all about just, like, this is one city. Uh, it's it's not about like the global relationship of these nations, but it's like mm-hmm. here's a microcosm of the situation in this city, and here's Shangs. how things are happening. Yeah, the the shangs of these cities and how they mm. how they interact with the labor <laughs> market yep. and how they interact interact with like international trade and everything. It it's cool. Like it's very good it's world so building cool. that tells it's the so story cool. of everything going on. And it, it's the stuff that really, really interests me the most about this world. If anything, it's the spiritual stuff that I don't get as down on. And that's true of like everything. That's why I like Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones is fantasy without very much magic and just a bunch of politicking or whatever. And Expanse is kind of the same way. Expanse is like, yeah, the sci-fi element is like pretty limited, but it's just like how nations react to kind of extraterrestrial things happening or whatever and and right. and avatar is a world perfect for that there's magic but there's people that live in this magical world that just that just live and they do you know there's there's right. firebenders and it's just like yeah i mean i'm a firebender but i'm also i'm also a carpenter or like what do you want from me man i don't know what to tell you <laughs> right there's like insignificant people like that's yeah. what and that's another thing actually i think that is missing kind of a little bit in these books right is is you don't get those like the episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender yeah. or Korra where it's just like, this is about some of the people that are yeah. kind of just around, right. you know, not, you know, indirectly like come, come across the Avatar, but it's yeah. like these people are just like hanging out. Like yeah. the episode Zuko alone is a good example mm-hmm. um, of just like Zuko ends up on a farm yeah. with like a mom and her son and just like, that's amazing. 
yeah, it's, it's so, so good. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, these people are just trying, like they're not benders of any sort. They're oppressed by, in their case, I think they're oppressed by earth nations Mm -hmm. and soldiers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, yeah, there's actually just bad people no matter what side you're right. on, actually. Right. It's just they're, bad people are bad, you know, the ambiguity of it. Like, it goes back to some of the themes that we covered in a series of unfortunate events, yeah. which is, like, sometimes, like, people are, there's a duality demand, yeah. right? Like, right. Um, you know, it's very uh, full metal jacket, kids. Very full <laughs> metal jacket out there. So don't watch that movie without your parents. Don't watch that movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, and, and luckily we do have Kavik for some of that. Like, obviously, Kavik becomes a companion, becomes adjacent. Right. But that's what excites me for the next book is we leave on, like, a pretty decent cliffhanger of the end of this book. I will give you the spoiler without details of just by the end of this book, Kavik and Yangchen are separated. Uh, Kavik is yep. no longer going to be uh, somebody that is alongside Yang Chen, which then kind of excites me for what the next, maybe the next book mm-hmm. is a bunch of that. Maybe we get that Zuko quality in yeah. Kavik and just, he's going to go around and he's going to be doing other stuff. And his, his memories of how he interacted with Yang Chen will be about it. The, the, the next book is called the legacy of Yang Chen. And I don't know anything of what it's about and I'm not going to look it up right now, but like, I'm excited either. for the idea that it plays yep. with that idea of like, I don't know, man, she's over there. I'm doing my thing. Like we aren't, inextricably linked or whatever you know it's it's not the same as like ang's companions or cora's companions it's it's this more distant relationship so i'm very excited to dive into that we'll have some off-topic stuff in between while we take some time to read it but that's definitely uh an episode on the horizon is the recently released uh, legacy of yang chen yeah i have faith i have faith i mean three for three in bangers. right i mean yeah like, there's no way it's i, I mean there's no at this way point at this point he could even write a bad book and i'd be like yeah it was, yeah, it was a one. little bit weaker he gets one he gets, one. He gets two <laughs> he gets two i mean like most like here's the thing about authors like it's hard yeah like, it's hard to write like it right? really is yeah. and to write at such a high quality like fce is doing yeah. I, I mean like i'm not even kidding you whenever i say this is like this is some of the best writing. Yeah. Like it's he's becoming just, one of my favorite, favorite authors. Period. Exactly. Like that. Exactly. That I posted that on my blue sky of just like he's the, yeah. he's like my favorite author right now. Yeah. It doesn't matter That's that it's in the great. universe. I like. I if anything, it's not like I was obsessed with Avatar before this. You know what I mean? I right, like you weren't. I, I liked was a little the, bit. Yeah. You you are much more in it than I am. But mm-hmm. I liked the shows enough. I I mm-hmm. they they kind of intrigue me. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing for me is FCE capitalizes on that intrigue I have where I'm like, I like these shows. There's some weak episodes. There's some good episodes. I'd really love it, love it if they were like a home run. And the books are the home run I was looking <laughs> yeah. for. Basically. Home run after home yeah. run after home run exactly. so far. So, yeah, yeah. We're, we're FCE fans on this podcast. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, check these out. Uh, what do we got next week, Matt? We are going to just do kind of a hodgepodge of uh, picture books, which in the past we've done like, well, all one author and we'll talk about that author. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was able to just grab a ton of recent Caldecott winners. We've done a few already just in doing, you know, Sophie Blackall stuff with some recent Caldecott winners. Sophie but I, I have a selection from 2015 to 2022. And maybe we can just talk about what the Caldecott has meant in the last half plus decade or so what 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 is it maybe we'll maybe we'll really start try to evaluate what the caldecott committee 
like is is thinking about in the you know since 2015 basically yeah it's uh i'd say the caldecott um is a better metal like in terms mm-hmm. of the metals we've covered uh, the, my problem with the newberry is that the newberry is deciding what kids like yeah um, it's adults deciding what kids like yeah and it feels like it's totally just, wrong <laughs> right it feels exactly. like it's like kids don't like kira kira okay it's it right. is a great book Kids do not like this at all. Okay, don't right, you cannot like, convince me that kids love this. But yeah, the Caldecott is like, uh, this is beautiful artwork. It's that just anyone, an excellent, yeah. It's yeah. just <laughs> excellence in illustration, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's like anybody can recognize that, right? Like it, you don't have sure. to be a kid to see that that somebody has done a great job. But yeah, the reason I know that kids don't decide the Newberry Medal is because Captain Underpants did not win for five <laughs> straight years from two thousand one <laughs> to two thousand six.